Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventurous episode three. 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 I'm Matt. I'm Delisa. And what are we talking about today, Delisa? Well, today we are going to talk about um, being married, business owning humans in the time of 2020, 2019, 2021, all those years. During these difficult times. The trying times. Did you just call yourself a business owner? No, married oh, to a business owner. Married to a business owner. <laughs> so there's this thing where Jalisa doesn't. I like, don't do business. Doesn't like business. No. I, I shouldn't like say to doesn't be a like part of it, yes. but I don't like to know anything about it. Yeah, I think it takes a very specific person to enjoy entrepreneurship. It's hard. Yeah, like literally, that's one of the reasons I was a nurse, became a nurse, because I was like, cool, cool. I don't have to worry about how I'm going to make money, finding clients, um, my business being shut down <laughs> because of the pandemic, uh, any of those things. So that was one of the really drawing things to be a nurse. Cause guess what? People are somehow always going to be sick. Knew, somehow you knew this pandemic was going to happen. <laughs> well, right? not that part, <laughs> but just like business in general feels harder than, mm, like staying up for 12 hours and making sure people stay alive. I'd rather sometimes do that. Yeah, that's sounds really with the hard business to me. In a pandemic. And that's, I guess that's kind of, that's the first kind of topic we can talk about is different personalities. Yeah. I am thankful there are people like you that like thrive on wanting to create things that other people can enjoy, like business. Um, and I think the world would be really boring and we wouldn't get to do anything fun without people like you. I just happened to not be one of those people. And I didn't realize you were one of those people when we got married. Ooh, sorry. And so, cause I don't think you were at the beginning of when we got married and now you are, and that's been a great thing to learn together. Well, I think I was, your voice is so loud today. You're oh, so man. powerful. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> um, I think like our personality traits or talents, what we've been designed as are always there, but sometimes they don't come out and tell specific situations. So I didn't, when I started the gym, um, I always kind of wondered like, what do I do once I don't want to just personal train or I don't want to just train people anymore? Like what, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that owning businesses was like an occupation or, yeah. uh, a vocation. And I, that got me really excited. And then the more I dove into it, the more masterminds, uh, mentors, I realized, oh, this is actually really important to the world. This is something that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it's a value and you can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. And I think too, what you said, like business owning as a career, it's crazy. Like and I probably would have been one of these people too, but how many people ask or like don't recognize that that entrepreneurial, no, entrepreneurship is a career. And like oftentimes people who don't know us, but know that we own a gym. I've been asked so many times, like, does your husband do other things? Or like, is that his full-time job? And in my head, I just would be like, are you kidding me? He works like a million hours a week at this job that is his job <laughs> and I don't think people understand what goes on behind the scenes all the time unless you've been there um 
especially in a business during a pandemic. Yeah. And more specifically working more so during the pandemic, because the goal of a business is to be the owner of it and to oversee it. And like the CEO should be overseeing it, making sure it's making impact, the vision still happening and you scale up so that you can provide more jobs for more people and make a bigger impact. Um, That's the goal generally for us in the last year has just been like to still serve our community the best that we can and also provide making sure uh, your employees have jobs and mm-hmm can eat and <laughs> and us too well yeah <laughs> I mean first them then us maybe but yeah I think that like just the goals of the or the vision you know probably just like the goals of the business over the last year ish has had to change slightly and just like not surviving because I think we've always known that we're going to survive in one way or another because you and I would not let that happen but to go from like a business that was thriving in ways that we never could have imagined it would before COVID happened and then to like okay how can we just make sure that we and our people survive this so that people can stay healthy and we still have a gym to go back to when the pandemic is over yeah. And yeah. that that's where business, understanding business principles. And when I say business principles, it's Yeah, you just, better explain that because us non-business folk don't well, know what that, you're talking that's about. That's what I want to say. I just want to kind of slash that word business in front of the principles. Like these principles, you become a better leader. You understand these principles. It makes you a better husband. It makes you a better yeah. employee. It, it Like when we start to look, I like to think of it Oh, I know what you're trying to say. Instead of careers, it's platforms, right? Like if I understand a vision is important for a business because that's what you're talking about, but how we delivered this vision being the vision of the gym is to help people live holistically healthy and fit, which is all encompassing, which is like spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, purpose and relationally. Those are, that's holistic health and fitness. We want to help people thrive in that area. Now, how we do that is going to change based on our external circumstances. And this year, <laughs> massive external cir- circumstances have changed, meaning yeah. that how we deliver that, how we help people had to change. So people that don't understand that, business owners that get so caught up in how they deliver things instead of the reason why they're doing it or the impact, the cause they have on it, mm-hmm. they get lost because they enter into victim mindset, not realizing that you need a bigger vision to keep pulling you through the mud yeah there's a lot of mud this year there's a lot of mud, like a whole mud pit and that talking about marriage and business i'm getting passionate here now yeah just take a breath this is talking about business and marriage i think it's really important that couples have a Mm. mission or a vision or and for us like we're diving into this the book uh the meaning of marriage by Tim Keller. Tim Keller. And it's talking about like biblically, you you have to be the servant in the marriage. Like I Andy Stanley said in one of his his uh his videos too. I can't I have to give you everything 
and not expect anything in return. Yeah, like that's the Christ-like, Christ-like um, character. And same thing, you have to do the same. And if we both do that, then we can thrive and be happy because it's not transactional. I think that's what's happening now is I'm on the rabbit trail. Yeah, now. That's I'm okay. confused where we're going, but I'm going to keep listening. Yeah. You're doing good. We get so focused on what's in it for me, mm-hmm. right? So if I understand that in a relationship, if I'm saying, I'm going to give you everything, I'm going to sacrifice my needs and wants because that is truly what Christ exemplified, then I take that same principle and I apply it as an employee or as a steward of a business. I'm going to give everything that I've been given to help the whole move forward, to help the whole thrive. Mm-hmm. So you're comparing our marriage to business? That's the thing, just <laughs> slash the business or like it. It really is the same though, because like I principles. understand it is a principle and like regardless if you care about that thing and it's important to you, you have to be willing to make sacrifices and not have expectations about what you're going to get in return if, yeah, like like you said, if that's something a relationship or a business that you care about. Yeah. The more you try to control something, the harder it becomes, the worse it becomes, right? Like, yeah. If I tried to control every little aspect of the business this year, I had to let go of a lot of things because you can't. And same thing in a marriage. If you have to let go of yourself to find yourself, that was really cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. I have a question for you. Yes. <clears throat> what are you going to, okay, we can go two different ways with this, but um, what was the hardest part of going through the pandemic in terms of being a business owner for you? Ooh, um, there was a lot of difficult parts and we had a lot of staff changes. Okay. So maybe like, give me your top three things in a short like point form i think it's keeping people i mean keeping our team focused on Mm -hmm. the reason why yeah um because and i'm gonna get deep again here (laughs) i said point form (laughs) yeah okay well it's an anchor right like the vision is an anchor if you're not anchored to your vision and the sea gets wavy and you're in a boat, you're going to be pushed around everywhere. Hey, you lasted like 10 minutes before you gave your first analogy. I feel like this is a record. Yeah. And to help. And it's scary to stay in that spot, right? To stay planted in that vision. You want to do all these different things that could make you money quickly to satisfy that need immediately but then you're having to sacrifice your vision and mission and your culture and your values, which once you do that, then you're, you're not making the impact you want. You're doing okay. it for the wrong reasons. Yep. So that was number one, keeping the team focused on the vision. Yep. Um, myself personally staying motivated at times. Um, In terms of like, work or yeah in the business meaning so being that i like to dream i like to Mm. create it's hard 
I was using an excuse. I was being having a victim mindset myself. It's hard to stay motivated and come up with new ideas and exciting things or events or different services when you quote unquote can't. Yeah. And I got stuck in that a few times, just feeling bad for myself. But then I realized that it's not going to change anything. It doesn't matter. And I can still use what I'm gifted with, use my visionary skills and to help make it through that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a last one? No, but I'll ask you, what was the hardest part for you? Um, just in general? Or like business-wise? Pretending. Well, let's just go general maybe. Okay. Like <laughs> as a part of the gym or which part? Depends on um, you how guess. much time you got. <laughs> it's all really hard. Uh, no, I think... Um, I think one of the hardest things, okay, I'll give two, two. First thing, probably two, two. two as well. Don't. <laughs> don't. You were like 12. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what I was going to say. You get two as well. Two I examples. Know, but I don't know what the first one was. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So in like normal life, obviously, um business owning is challenging as it is but then going through a pandemic it makes it that much more challenging so in normal life when things are hard um I felt like at least at one point in time at least one of us were able to like stay positive and like have a look on the bright side attitude whereas like during the last couple of years just with COVID and everything, there were so many times when both of us felt so like beat down and that was a struggle because neither of us were there to like pick each other up. And I know at some point one of us, usually you would like pump yourself up and be like, okay, we got this and I need to be strong and be the leader and, you know, like help me when I was struggling. But I think that was one hard thing is just like, it's one thing when one person in a marriage owns a business or is the business owner and things are going hard because usually you have the other person to like talk about those hard things with and be built up but when you both feel everything so strongly because you're both so tied to it I think that was really hard for me um and obviously you more so than me being being the technical owner but I think I just feel everything because it's you (laughs) and then uh, I think, well, for me to just number two of my two, two things mm-hmm. would be, um, not reverting back to, um, habits of control. So, because I felt so out of control in terms of every little part of life, basically like business finances, what we could and couldn't do, um, obviously thoughts of things from my past, um, exercise and anorexia, those could have been like such easy options for me to be like, well, can't control this. So maybe I'll just stop eating again, or I'll just exercise all the time and take it. At least I can control that. But it was 
I think maybe I had that thought like for one second and then it was very, very purposeful of every day. Like I will not allow myself to do that. And I can honestly say, I don't think I missed or skipped a single meal, which I like, I feel like I should. Yes. Thank you. Throw myself a party for that. Cause I think that's a pizza like, party. Yeah. Well, we've had plenty of those, but yes, um, that felt like a huge success for me, even though it was a struggle. Um, and then like, I know at times it felt like we've ha- had moments where you've asked me if I'm exercising too much or how that happens, but um, I don't think at any point I ever felt like I was out of control or like I didn't feel like I was exercising too much, which also felt like a struggle, but because it could have been easy for me to do, but the fact that I am able to have the conversation with myself of like, no, this is not an appropriate coping mechanism. You need to find other ways and like rely on relationships and on um, my faith, obviously, to get through these times. So those were both like struggles and huge successes, I felt like. Okay, sorry. Julius has left her phone on in here. Okay, it's off. You flip it upside down too. So talk to me about that faith aspect. How's that been helpful? Okay. And what do you mean by faith? Uh, You're welcome. Believe in Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Well, I think I've talked about this before, and maybe not on the podcast, but in my vlogs and stuff. And I, <laughs> I just like all this time. Sorry, so loud again. All this time. Uh, okay, my dad's a pastor, and so I just have always, you know, that's my in. So dad's a pastor so i get to go to heaven cool 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 everything's good that's the way that works right (laughs) exactly um but no i think in the last year as hard as like um my battle with anorexia and exercise addiction was i can probably honestly say that in that time i don't think i took it as an opportunity to grow closer to god even though i know that my faith in him and um finding value as a daughter um is what helped me through it I don't really necessarily feel like my faith really grew in that time whereas this I felt like I I think because you I mean led by action but because you challenged me so much in it of just like trusting like fully trusting that he had a plan and that I think the biggest thing is like knowing that no matter what happens like as much as we care about the gym and as much as that is like an important thing to us that like nothing matters here like literally nothing matters and that as hard as that sounds like is so freeing and so good to like remember like no matter what happens it doesn't change who we are it doesn't change my faith it doesn't change it shouldn't change our relationship Um, and so I think just fully living into that and recognizing that has helped a lot and actually like being intentional about reading my bible and learning and praying which I can honestly say I like 
pretended to do all this time, but didn't really take it seriously. So um, that's been, <laughs> been a really good change, I guess. And now hard things are hard, but not as hard because I just always think like, oh, yeah, this stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And that's I think maybe that's like my morbid side or my dark side, but in a positive way. I'm like, no, nothing matters. No, so even if this is bad, I don't care. Good practice to remember that this life isn't forever and none of this is mine to keep. Yeah. Like I'm simply a business steward. I'm a steward of the business. I'm a steward of this relationship. It's not my relationship to keep. Everything we have, this house and everything, as soon as you realize that, then you can let go and start to enjoy them more because mm-hmm. you realize that they have um, a limited clock to them. Yeah. And with everything that has a limited clock to them, you better start appreciating them and um, before that clock runs out. Yeah. Okay, next question. Um, so what I, okay. This is like a layer question. It's like very point, like next question. (laughs) No, it's just, I have to say that so that I can think about the question that I'm going to ask you. Um, So we know that the pandemic has been challenging for a lot of people and marriages. Um, So we've learned a lot. I feel like not that, you know, it has been challenging, but I feel like we've learned from those challenges and it's like a positive thing. Um, so what is like the top thing that you would say you've learned about marriage <laughs> through all this? Why are you smiling like that? Because I'm asking hard questions. No, it's good. I um Do you have an analogy to tell me? <laughs> no, I think it's something <laughs> that you said recently. Ooh, what did so I say? So as we're as we're going through this marriage book. I'm so wise. Can't wait oh. to hear it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you, you are wise. Oh, you no. are wise. It's not a good thing. I was going through this marriage book. Oh, I know what you're going to say. When you said, oh, when we got married, I got oh, married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right? Because as you go through this marriage book, you realize. Less wise than I thought. Okay. Because everyone paints. Everyone, people are getting into marriage because it's the next thing to do. Or how does it serve me? Yeah. Like I'm going to get married. So you, And that's what you said. You said. I got mm-hmm. into it so you could support me. Yeah, that's totally how I thought this was going to go. Different things, which I want to support, and hopefully you support me. But that's not the goal of it. The goal is marriage is an example of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And we both are to be like Christ and submit. Yeah, that I still am trying to figure out because, like, yeah, I have out. I've been a Christian my whole life, but like I and I should say, sorry, submission is that's a there's a different term. Um, people's red lights could probably go on. <laughs> it's not like I'm Julie's boss or anything, but we're both submissive well, to each other. We're both technically in the gym. I am the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, no, I've like obviously been a Christian my whole life. Whether or not I took it seriously is a different story, but like understanding marriage as an example of the gospel is something like very new and I still don't fully understand that. And I'm trying to learn that and whatever that means. But what you said was like a really big light bulb for me and, and explains probably the first three quarters of our marriage 
and we've been married nine years now, so that's a long time. What? Not? That's awesome. Oh, Good for us. I thought you were shaking your head. I was like, oh, I was like, I forgot. I'm pretty sure it's been nine years. These past two years, it's been like oh, I can't remember one. what year it is. Yeah. Um. But like being or able to recognize and admitting and working through the fact that I one thousand percent got married for the wrong reasons, but now, like, be okay with that and actually doing it for the right reasons, is like cool because I feel like I. It might take me a while to like get good at it being married. So just bear with me for the next nine years. But but like um, my idea of why you got married and what it was going to be like was so skewed. And I feel like it was totally like what everybody in the movies thinks or how you think it should be of just like oh, you're going to, everything's going to be great and you're going to be best friends all the time and you're just going to be super pumped for me in anything I want to do and that's going to be awesome to like have a cheerleader all the time. And then it's like, oh wait, that's not why you get married. It's sweet if that happens, but that's not actually why you should get married. And that has been a fun learning experience. Yeah getting into marriage, we should go in with the intent of serving the other person. Yeah. And like, if you're not willing to sacrifice things or your time or whatever it might be for that person, maybe take a little while before you decide to get married. (laughs) Mind you, we were like very young when we were married, but... And maybe other people are smarter than we were, but I don't think we had a clue what was happening. Marriage is hard. I think it's no joke. In the Tim Keller book, he talks about it takes people, each individual working on their individual selfishness, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're just selfish people. Yeah. And I would admit to being like an extra selfish person. Like I feel like each person like has a base minimum of selfishness that they like want to like, let's do the things that make me happy. That's everybody. Obviously everyone wants to do that, but I feel like I have like an extra layer. And so I'm sorry about that. I'm working on it. Me too. I Yeah. Which is why maybe our not, maybe that's why it's been extra hard because <laughs> we're both extra selfish, maybe. Well, I think, well, if you look at it, if we were perfect and unselfish, that means that, like, that's the whole reason we're sinful, right? That's Mm -hmm. the whole reason for the gospel. Like, we're sinful and we need to be saved. And to say that I can do it on my own or that I, I need to be perfect is impossible. But that doesn't mean I can't continue to strive each and every day to be a better husband and to serve you and it doesn't mean it's easy (laughs) and it doesn't mean that what super easy yeah you're already on the next question aren't you i can see your brain turning i was just thinking about what you said um no what are you excited about for the next year Mm -hmm. Business-wise, 
I mean, just whole life wise, I think, I think this year, if people have let it, it has been a season of peeling away. Um, If you let it, you now realize that you can't put your trust in things that can be gone like this. And if the more you do, the more you, here's, Wrapping oh boy. Up. The more you put your identity and your faith in things that are not guaranteed, the shakier the foundation is, then the more the danger more more dangerous it is. Right? Like even to say, if I put all my happiness and joy in you, meaning that I found all my happiness and joy from you. You just talked about it. We're imperfect, right? That doesn't mean I can't find happiness within our relationship. That doesn't mean we can't support each other in that, but everything eventually is going to be gone. And if we put our faith and trust in that stuff, then we're walking on a very thin line. Um, And I think that going back to what I was trying to say, this whole year has proven that like if I, Put my whole identity as a business owner mm-hmm. and to be successful and to find my significance in the success of the gym, where would I be today? Right. So what are you most excited for for this year? <laughs> I think let's try again. No, I, I was trying to say I'm I'm excited that maybe people are realizing. I know that I've realized that it's peeled a lot of stuff away and that we can just enter into things without needing them for our happiness. So having less in essence, having less so that you can enjoy more. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because you're not, yeah. TM because you're, then you're not dependent on it. That you're not dependent on these things for who you are. I think I've heard you say that 16 different times of know you are, know who you are with or without. Yes. Very what true. about you? Analogy. You have to use analogy. Oh, no. Then there would be like an hour of blank air. The people would not like that. Um, what am I most excited for? Um, I don't know. I wasn't prepared to answer my own question. Okay. Thank you, though. Uh, come back to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this this podcast has kind of been around and around, but I was, I don't know. I was talking. I thought we did pretty good. No, in a good way. I was talking to Scott. Um, I hope I say your, hey, Scott. your last name right, Scott Ramage. We were talking about how a lot of the principles apply to a lot of different things, right? Like if I develop they can, I should say. If I develop myself as a better leader, I can use a lot of the same principles to be a better husband, um, a better teammate, all these different things. So I think it's really important that as individuals, we work on ourselves and create these core values, these things that we want to step into every single day. So let's say as a business, you have core values on the wall that says live with integrity or whatever that means. Like you have all these things that you want your employees or your staff or yourself to exemplify in the business. But why don't we do that as individuals? 
why don't we have something on our wall that says, today I'm going to be an example of God's love. Do you want to know why most people don't do that? Yeah. Right. What? Because nobody to thinks as deeply as you do. Because <laughs> you're like, I think it would be great if everybody did that. But I don't think most people are as like introspective and thoughtful and um, visionary. I think that is like a special quality of yours that you think like, if everyone actually did this, this would be so great. And I agree. But that's why people need help with that kind of stuff. Coaches and mentors. And yeah, we tend to be people that want to fix something when it happens. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm that kind of person that would think about that. And I'm not, I'm also not necessarily a fixer. My brain just is, I'm task focused. So there's something to do. I'm for sure not going to talk about marriage and uh, business. We're both different personalities. And what would your gifts be? Getting stuff done. Yes. Um, yeah. Tenacity. I, if you tell me to do something, unless you give me 16 notifications, then I'm not going to do it because it get lost, gets lost somewhere. But if I have a clear outline of the exact things that I need to do, when I need to do them, when they got to be done, how you'd like them done, you can 1000% guarantee it will be done well and it will be done on time. But if you ask me to dream about something, there's 0% chance I'm going to do it. Or I'm probably also not interested in helping you think about that. Just tell me what what the plan is and what you need me to do for it. I picture like a little cartoon of a character, just like you set them on the path and they just keep digging the hole. and <laughs> They'll keep digging the hole until you stop them and they yeah, don't have 100%. to know where it's going. Just tell me which way to go, yeah. where to dig, how deep you'd like the hole dug what trouble you want me to use how does that hinder you it doesn't i'm perfect <laughs> i think i'm the perfect employee uh but it doesn't like as an employee marriage if too, I, oh yeah marriage employee because i will just spend, teammates let's use teammates i'll give you no attention until i finish my tasks mm. like and you know this but I'm, I can get so focused that I'll completely forget that you have feelings and I will glare at you if you want a hug. Cause I'm like, I'm too busy doing this because someone asked me to do this by this time and I need to get it done before I got to do my next thing. So I hope you don't want to have a conversation with me, <laughs> Fair enough. but I have gotten a lot better at like pre-planning dates. Right. Mm-hmm. So that counts for something. Talking about the five love languages now. Quality time. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your skills? We know this. Everybody in the world knows this. If they follow you, you're a visionary. You're a dreamer. A helper, a mentor. Yeah. I, a I, purpose I like to person. think I um, can problem solve big problems and mm-hmm. come up with unique ideas. Which Oh, I got to say something before you say anything else. I just have to say, like, I feel like because I do the things, I, yeah, I do the things, so I get tasks done, and so then when something is done, it's like, oh, good job, Julie, you did all the things, you, it looks great, whatever, whatever, when in the background, it, it was actually, whatever I did was actually your idea, so you don't actually get any of the credit, so I just 
publicly need to give you credit for like all the things because I don't think you get any of it when I don't think that's fair and I'm trying to be a better sharer and less of a three so three Enneagram. good job yeah that we wouldn't have survived COVID without you well, that's one of those other things about you could take from marriage or business or whatever else it should never be self-serving meaning I mean we can benefit from it yes but I shouldn't be doing something so that I get credit even if I sometimes want to, and sometimes I probably do. <laughs> Sorry. Because it, it, if we're all in a place of unique geniuses, it's going to benefit the whole. And when the whole benefits, that's the goal. Um, yeah, you're so clearly not a three because I do everything for recognition. Am I answering my question? Was that? I can't remember. What do you mean? You asked me what my gifts were. No, we talked about that. I don't know if we did. I think you got said, distracted. You're a visionary. You're a purpose person that tells people. Oh, you were explaining my gifts. Yeah, I was. Oh, I did it for you. <laughs> Took care of that. Thanks. Sorry. Did you want to add anything? No. <laughs> I think you, it's just an opportunity for me to say how great you are by telling people well, what you. you do. So there you go. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and it's a hindrance for me because sometimes I have a hard time being in the moment. I'm always thinking yeah. of the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in a rush? Um, I have a dog walking date in like five minutes. So yeah. Duke. Duke. Okay. So last question in the spirit of the adventurous podcast. Um, if we were allowed to fly somewhere tomorrow and go on an adventure, where would you want to go? Uh-oh. I forgot about traveling. I thought this would be easier for you. I mean, New Zealand would be cool. Switzerland would be cool. Um, no, I just want one answer. Why? I want to go Hawaii again. You? Um, I want to bike Switzerland. I want to go to the mountains and do that bike. It's like seven days, like, I don't know, 200, 200 and some kilometers. Oh, that would be the dream. But we got to get, we got to figure out how to bring Duke, so. Not quite there. Yeah, not not ready to go anyway. So plus this is has to my finger has to heal first before we can do that. So I'm not in a huge rush yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> Give us a five star review, please. Mm-hmm. It really helps us. And mom, if and you're listening, it. you can, you there is a way to share it. Dad will show you how. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're welcome. See you guys later. Bye.